welcome back to the podcast. I'm Mylani, And I'm Junie, and this is Sustain Love and Kindness. In this podcast, we talk about why it's important to take care of our planet and how we can help. This episode is dedicated to our Girl Scout Silver Award project. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. All right, everybody, this episode is going to be a little bit different than the ones we've previously done. This one is an answer to a direct message we got. We were asked this in a Google form that we sent out before we started our podcast. We sent it to a bunch of Girl Scouts. We do not have this Google form up anymore, but if you would like any of your ideas featured in an episode, please send us a DM on Instagram. What we did was we asked, what would you like to hear about in our podcast? And she said, our little pollinators and the effect it would have on the world if bees went extinct. And I saw it and I thought, okay, this is a really cool idea. I mean, most of the stuff we've been talking about in previous episodes is trash and, you know, sustainability. And this this is a little bit... It's still saving the earth, but it's a little bit different. So we're going to be talking about pollution and pollination and air quality and all that. Awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited to start uh, recording or start making some episodes on your guys' suggestions. And like Marilani said, please DM us or send us a voice message. Uh, And we love to talk about it in one of our episodes. So the first topic that we're going to discuss about bees is pollination. So without bees, let's just think about, we're, we're going to mainly focus on like what would happen if bees went extinct and how that would affect, how that, how would, how that would affect our planet and the way we live and the foods we eat, all of those topics that we don't really think about. So I'm sure most of you guys know this, but it's always good to, uh, just a quick reminder, and also for anyone who doesn't know, um, bees actually pollinate quite a lot of plants. So, I mean, you always see in like PBS Kids or on the TV that bees pollinate flowers, but what you don't know is that bees also pollinate a lot of fruits and veggies. And I learned this a couple years ago when I was making a home garden with my family. We were growing zucchini. And part of the process of making the fruit, the zucchini fruit itself, is pollinating the flower. And we didn't really understand how you would pollinate a flower. Um, And so we did some research and found out that it's actually the bees that pollinate the flowers. Um, And without bees, you just couldn't grow zucchini. And I'm sure there there are other fruits that grow only because, well that the bees help grow and help the, the process and help make all the yummy fruits and veggies that we we all know and love so much. <laughs> yeah, so actually I didn't know this, but bees pollinate a lot of the foods that we eat. I thought they just pollinated flowers and stuff, but I looked it up and I'm reading this off of sustainweb.org. Um, some of the examples of Plants that bees pollinate are avocados, soybeans, asparagus, celery, squash, sunflowers, kiwis, cherries, cranberries, and melons. And they also do crops like blueberries and almonds. 
And it says that around 80% of the United States crop are dependent on honeybees. And I actually didn't know that. I thought, okay, I thought bees just, you know, pollinated flowers. I didn't really think they were all that important. But no, they're actually very important. Yeah, I think that's that's something that a lot of people um, don't really realize and that they think that bees are just kind of like pointless. I mean, I know that I have a relatively severe bee allergy, and so sometimes I would think like, like, oh man, can't bees just like go away? They don't do any good. Um, and then we started doing research for this episode, and also um, a while ago we started just learning about it more, and they actually do quite a bit of good, uh, good for the environment and good for us, good for ourselves as well. Um, and just one more thing, they also pollinate, well, we just said they pollinate plants, obviously, but plants have an effect on air quality, and trees and all of those fresh plants that grow outdoors, they have a huge effect on air quality and the air that we breathe, and they help make air healthier, and without, without trees and without plants, it would be pretty gross the air and our surroundings would be pretty gross and really unhealthy to breathe. Um, And bees really help that process quite a bit. Yeah, so the air quality, I actually didn't learn this before, but right now when we're recording this, it's early 2021, and I don't know if the fires are still going on in the western part of the United States. Do you know? Um, No, I went on a... um, about a couple of weeks ago, we were driving around and saw some fires um, near Idaho, but that's that was a couple of weeks ago, so I don't know about I don't know about now. Yeah, so there, roughly there's still a lot of heat over there, and the fires have been going on since like I don't know September, and right now it's February, and I was in Washington with my family up in in September, and we were starting to head east because we were like, okay, it's time to go and see the rest of the United States, and we were in eastern Washington when all of a sudden the air quality just got so bad, it smelled like burning wood, and we were like, okay, what's going on? The fires in California couldn't have possibly reached up here, but they were there were fires going on in Oregon, there were some in Washington, we got pushed out to Idaho, and we were driving for eight, nine hours a day just to escape the fires, and I remember there were some places in Washington that were so bad that I had to wear my COVID mask outside just so I could breathe because the air quality was so bad. And one way to know what the air quality is, you can do this if you have an iPhone, and I don't know how to do it on the Weather Channel, but um, there's a weather app that comes with every iPhone, iPad, iPod, whatever Apple device you have, and you can look at it and... I think on the newer updates, it will tell you what the air quality index is, and it will tell you whether it's good, moderate, unhealthy for sensitive groups, and hazardous. I have seen hazardous before, and it was in Washington when the fires were really bad. Yeah, and 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 you can also, um, it's not just for Apple devices, on the Android phones and Windows devices, 
um, whatever device you have. If your phone doesn't come with a weather app, you can download it through the app store. Yeah, and you, it'll also give you an air quality index number. And if it is at 50 or below, then it's good. And if it is at, if it's above 50, then it's, you know, getting a little bit bad. So that's just a little trick so to help you know what the air quality is outside. So air quality um, actually is linked to pollution, which is a really big problem going on these days. Yeah, yeah. Air pollution is unfortunately just a huge part of of our lives and a huge part of... Um, I can't speak for everywhere, but where I live, California, pollution is unavoidable here. Well, there are things that we can do, and that is what our podcast is all about. But as it stands right now, pollution is just a huge, huge problem, um, and that nowhere near enough people know or care about. So the whole point of this episode is talking about bees and how they, uh, how they affect us and what would happen if they go extinct. And so that's what we're going to focus on. There's a whole... Um, a whole different conversation. I could go on and on about pollution, but we're just focusing on bees for the point of this video. But, sorry, episode. Um, so as we talked about before, how bees pollinate plants and they help keep plants and trees alive, um, well, those plants help keep our temperatures down. I'm sure you've heard of global warming by now, and without trees, we would be like one huge big sauna <laughs> and it would be so hot you couldn't even live any well I don't know um plants help reduce pollution that's why you see all of these um even just browser extensions like uh Ecosia um where you search and they plant a tree um those are so important because the more trees you plant the cooler it'll be the less pollution there will be um, and yeah, I think Mylani's going to talk a bit more about that. If the bees went extinct, that was the second part of her question was what effect it would have on the world if bees went extinct. And if there were no bees, we wouldn't have, like I said before, 80% of the food that we eat. And even those ingredients like soybeans, those are in a lot of foods that we eat. We just don't know it. And um, if they went extinct, I think we would all go extinct because bees are crucial to our survival. We need them to survive. We need them to not only pollinate our food, but also to pollinate our plants because, you know, not only do trees like help shade the ground and keep us cool and stuff, but you know, like basic biology and chemistry is we breathe out carbon dioxide the trees breathe, I'm saying this with quotation marks, breathe it in, and then they breathe out oxygen for us to breathe. And if there were no trees out there, we would die because we wouldn't have any air to breathe. So it's all, trees are pretty much just the middleman. It's mostly the bees that we need to focus on. And unfortunately, many bees are going endangered right now because, you know, People are killing them because they think they're violent or they're dying because they're stinging people and once their stingers are out, they die. 
And there's also, they're running out of natural habitats to live in as well because we're using up all that land for cattle farms and entertainment places like malls. I actually saw this movie and you can find the link to it on a blog post called Six Documentaries You Need to See and I believe it was called The Need to Grow and they were talking about how this man was going to lose his farm because... Like, the mayor of the nearest town was going to use that farmland and build an ice rink there so people could go and have pleasurable activities rather than, you know, oh, the wow. yeah, but like, rather than, like, having a farm that they can, you know, get food in, which is more important than, you know, going ice skating with the popular kids. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. It's true. With the popular kids. No, it's so true. People are demolishing these, um, these, uh, of course, I can't think of the right word right now, but these just, uh, well, farms, um, and places that are beautiful and that grow plants that actually benefit us. And these, it needs to stop. It really does. There are off the top of my head, I can think of four malls within a 10-minute 10, a 10 driving distance from my house. And, like, seriously, people, like, <laughs> one is enough. Um, again, we can go on and on about it, but the whole point of this episode is to talk about bees. So, that's a bummer. But another thing that, um, that just needs to be said more often, a lot of people think, think you know, bees all they're good for is, um, you know, pollinating the pretty flowers and they're just for um, vanity purposes that we don't really need them. And that's really why we wanted to make this episode to spread awareness that no, bees actually do. um, They are crucial for our survival. Um, They pollinate the foods we eat and the air we breathe. And so that's, they they really truly are important. (laughs) Yeah, a couple things that you can do um, to help with, you know, the, let's just call it the bee extinction crisis or whatever. (laughs) Um, You can, um, I don't know what it's called, where you like raise bees, I guess. You have your own like beehives in your backyard and you have to have a special bee suit so you don't accidentally get stung. But you can help with like their honeycomb and their honey and you can have your own homemade honey there and the bees can go around that area freely without having to worry about you know being sprayed with pesticides on a farm or anything and they you know you're not only are you getting homemade um honey but they're getting a place to live and a place to be free so it's pretty much a win-win situation yeah and that's it's also a pretty fun activity um and of course a way to spend your time during this pandemic when you have uh when you're just staying at home all the time but I know a lot of people wouldn't want to spend the time or are too scared to make their own honey at home with their own beehive so just a simple thing that each and every single person can do is whenever you're at the grocery store or wherever you buy your groceries um, and you're buying honey, try to find honey that is made from small farms, not like these big companies like Honey Bear, because it's actually, um, just try to find the companies that make their honey in a healthier way. Because, as I was saying, the big companies, they actually 
it's what's it's mass production so they the bees are just not in a in a good environment and they are squeezing as much well <sighs> hard to explain explain wow um but they're just they're basically like little bee slaves <laughs> they are totally mistreating the bees and um, anyways, I could go on and on. Just a quick tip is try to find honey that is made from, um, or that is sold from smaller farms because they are, um, they're treat, they're, they treat their bees a lot better and also the honey itself is better for you because, um, you know, it doesn't have any chemicals or preservatives. Uh, it's just pure honey. Yeah, make sure you just buy them locally. I think that's the word you were trying to say, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, locally. Local. And for all we know, those big brands, they though that honey could be lab made. For all we know, they're probably not telling us that, but it could mm -hmm. be. I mean, I'm not saying it is, that's just a big possibility. A lot of foods are lab made these yeah. days, you know, with all that crazy stuff that people are doing. Yeah. It's it's honestly honestly insane. So, after all of the talk about saving the bees, we are going to just quickly mention a couple of things you can do yourself to just help reduce uh, your carbon footprint and help make the world a better place for everybody. Uh, not just yourself, not just for the bees, but everybody. So, my number one tip is to try to drive less. I know, and I know some people, a lot of people right now, and always, but they'll think, but I go to work, but I have to drive my kids to school. Um, and sometimes driving is super unavoidable. However, there are a lot of times that, that there are alternatives that will reduce your carbon footprint, and it's better for yourself, better for the environment. All of those good things. So, a couple of different options. You can always walk. Uh, walking is obviously a fantastic, uh, fantastic way to to <laughs> to be one with nature and to get yourself exposed to um, to just breathing fresh air and exercise for yourself, of course. And another another fantastic option is riding a bike. Now, riding a bike is basically the walking of farther distance. I really said that wrong, but but it's like um you can ride a bike to whatever place, but um if it's too far away to walk, you can always ride a bike and you can also there you can get a basket for your bikes and take home groceries or something. It's up to you. But if it's so if you're on your way to work or cut out all of the um, motor vehicles altogether. However, it's pretty unrealistic if you think about it. Um, you still have to go to work, drive your kids to school. Um, so, a really good alternative to driving to work is taking a bus. So, the, re the reason that this is better for the environment is because it holds a whole lot of people. And it's just, have you ever heard of carpooling? Uh, I don't know why I'm asking you because I can't hear a response, but carpooling is just whenever, um, say, two friends want to go see a movie together instead of going in two separate cars because you're going to the same place, um, one person picks the other person up in a car or 
basically just different people riding in the same car. <laughs> I'm having a hard time explaining things today. I'm sorry. Yeah, you could also take an Uber or a Lyft. And I know it's really hard, especially with COVID. You don't want to be in that close vicinity with the windows rolled up, especially because it's winter yeah. right now. And because, you know, you just don't want to be that close to that person. And if you're worried about, you know, getting sick from somebody sitting in the car with them, then it's best not to go at all. Because right now, like, we're going through a few waves of the pandemic right now. And if you have to think about it, then just go with not doing it just to keep yourself safe and everyone else safe. Yes, definitely. As right now, especially, it's very important to just, unfortunately, just um, reduce your exposure to places in general. My family and I try to limit um, our trips to the grocery store to once or twice a month. And whenever we need something from Target, we always do... Um, Oh gosh, it's not called order pickup, but we place the order ahead of time on our phones and then just walk up to Target and they they walk it out to you so you don't even have to go in the store. Um so it's it's just better to, you know, re reduce going anywhere. <laughs> it's a crazy time right now, but it's really um it's really important. Yeah, one more thing you can do um for transportation especially if you live in a big city, is you can take the tram, the subway, or the trolley. I know that in San Diego, they had one that was all over the county, and my dad used to take it to work when he had to go into work. Now he has his own business and works from home, but when he went in, he would ride his bike to the subway station, lock it up there, and then he would take the trolley, I would say roughly 15 miles to downtown, to downtown San Diego, he would walk from the station to his work, and then he would walk from the work to his, to the station, ride the, tra the trolley back to, um, back to the one that was by our house, and then he would hop on his bike and ride back home, and that saved so much gas and you know, helped with the pollution because those, the trolleys in San Diego, they're all powered by electricity. But another thing about electricity is um, a lot of it comes from like burning gas and greenhouse gases. So less electricity also saves on money. And so, you know, when you can, I mean, you've probably all heard this, but you know, like turn the lights off, try to save water as well and then if you can like if you're buying appliances like a refrigerator or a dishwasher like just look for appliances that have the energy star thing on there that say that they're like for that have cleaner energy because they don't use up as much electricity as everything else does and not only will it save on your electricity bills but it will also save on the amount of greenhouse gases that you're emitting into the atmosphere Yes, and that's that's only if um like if you already have a dishwasher or um we'll just use the dishwasher for example. If you already have those appliances that are working, please do not go out and buy um buy the ones with the energy star. It's only if you need to replace them or get um new ones because that's actually more wasteful if you are 
um, just throwing away a perfectly good appliance just to get something that is better for the environment, but then you're wasting something that is still a really good piece of equipment. So only, only replace, and this goes for all eco-friendly materials, only replace the things that you have when they are, when they get to the end of their life, when they're ready to be thrown away or recycled. Um, that's the only time that you replace them, not if you have a brand new plastic toothbrush and you hear us say use a bamboo compostable one, don't just throw away your plastic one and get a bamboo one. Use your plastic one until the end of its life and then get a bamboo one um, when it's time to replace it. That's that's the way to go. Yeah, and like and two, especially if you get like free plastic water bottles, not the recyclable ones, but the reusable ones like from a raffle or something, don't go out and buy a metal one just because, you know, other people say, oh, it's more eco-friendly. Just use the plastic one that you have because you're still not going to throw it away. It can still be used to hold water. It just, it may exactly. not look as pretty, but, you know, at least you're still saving on trash. Exactly. All right. So I think that was all that we were going to talk about today. Um, I just wanted to mention... Please, please, please check out our blog. We post resources and extra information and external links and stuff about each episode. And we work really, really, really hard on each post, but hardly any of them are getting any views. Like one that I posted a couple of weeks ago on our last episode on past episodes, they're getting like one to two views and that's about it. And we'd really appreciate it if you checked it out. We our URL is sustainlovingkindnesspodcast.blogspot.com and you can find the link on our Instagram page. Yes, definitely. We work hard. We post almost every day, or we try to anyways. Um, and I think a lot of people are um, don't know where to find it. They've heard about it but don't know where to find it. So the link's on our Instagram and you could also just type in stainlovingkindnesspodcast.blogspot.com. Um, okay, well, we've reached the end of our episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We, um, this is going to be, well, this is the first, the first one out of the, di- answering the different questions, or the different topics that you guys suggest, suggestions, <laughs> The, the different topics that you guys suggested, um, and it was a lot of fun to record, so we really hope you guys, we hope you guys enjoyed it and learned a little something new. Subscribe to stay tuned. We post once a week and have a plethora of interesting content planned for you guys in the near future. When you aren't listening to our podcast, feel free to give us a follow on our Instagram page or our Pinterest page, as well as our blog. We are at Sustain Loving Kindness Podcast on Instagram and Pinterest, and you can find the link to our blog and our podcast page labeled as our website. Have a wonderful day, and we can't wait to see you guys back next episode. Bye! Bye.